Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to Cleaning Up the Mental Mess, a podcast where I share practical, simple and scientific ways to help you take back control of your mental health improve your mood and memory, reduce anxiety and worry, and help you live your happiest and healthiest life. In today's episode, I am so excited to interview Dan Butner. Dan is an explorer, National Geographic Fellow, award-winning journalist and producer, and a New York Times best-selling author. He discovered the five places in the world, dubbed the Blue Zones, where people live the longest, healthiest lives. Butner now works in partnership with municipal governments, large employers and health insurance companies to implement Blue Zone projects in communities, workplaces and universities. Blue Zones projects are well-being initiatives that apply lessons from the Blue Zones to entire communities by focusing on changes to the local government, public policy and social networks. The program has dramatically improved the health of more than 5 million Americans to date. Dan has appeared on the Today Show, Oprah, NBC Nightly News and Good Morning America and has keynoted speeches at TEDMED, Bill Clinton's Health Matters Initiative and Google Zeitgeist. Dan also holds three Guinness World Records in distance cycling. In today's episode, we discuss how purpose plays a major role in longevity, the main common factors contributing to the prolonged health in the Blue Zones, how the Blue Zones lifestyle and diet can help reduce mental health issues like depression and anxiety, and more. Thank you once again for tuning in. If you like my podcast and enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a five-star review and subscribing. Dan, what a tremendous honor to have you in the studio talking to me today. I am so excited. I've been one of your biggest fans for many years. I quote you all over the place. I have quoted you in my books. What you've done is just open our eyes to so many different things. So thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. But I warn you, I'm better in print. I don't know. I've listened to you and I love listening to you. And I've got your new book next to me, The Blue Zone Kitchen. That's beautiful. I love it. And I was thinking that you've actually had a great work that you do because you eat all this great food everywhere. (laughs) It's amazing. Yes. Well, you you know, I'm a science writer for National Geographic. So I never really set out to be a writer of a cookbook, but (laughs) this has been by far and away the best selling book I've ever written. Uh, And it just goes to show, you know, sometimes it works out better if you don't try too hard and you enjoy yourself along the way. So it's worked out very well. That's such great advice. It's such a good point that you've just made. Enjoy yourself along the way. So Dan, I know most people do know of you and your work, especially my followers, but I'd love you in your own words just to give an overview of what the Blue Zones are and why they're so important to everyone to know about. In the early 2000s, I came across a Danish twin study that showed that only about 15% of how long you live is dictated by your genes 
The other 85% or so is dictated by your lifestyle and your environment. A tiny fraction is, mm. you know, how good your health care is, but, but most of it is your environment. And so I got this idea to, in a sense, reverse engineer longevity. I got a grant from the U.S. government and an assignment from National Geographic, and we hired demographers, these scientists, mathematicians that go through population data to find the statistically longest lived parts in the world. I dubbed them blue zones. And then brought another team of experts to distill down exactly what those places are doing and what the common denominators were that explain longevity no matter where you go in the world. And the result was a, a few cover stories from National Geographic and now three books that carefully explain what people who actually achieve the outcomes we want, what do they do to produce longevity? Mm, that's such a great summary. And I can hear the scientist in you. I'm a scientist, so I love the way that you've approached this. And that's great. I mean, the reverse engineering, finding common denominators, and you've done that. You've done that so well. So can you tell us just about in terms of adopting a blue zone diet and how would this reduce lifestyle stress, anxiety, worry, etc.? Because I deal a lot with mental health and most of my followers that listen to me are used to me talking about mental health. So I'd love to just dive in there first and talk about blue zones in terms of mental health and then we can go and dig deeper. Well, you know, we, we tend to break up physical health and mental health and pull them apart, but you can't. They're mm -hmm. inextricably connected. Exactly. So, you know, if you're starting your day with uh, sugary cereal or eggs and bacon, you're going to be sluggish. You're going to be lower energy. You're more likely to be in a dumpy mood. If you eat a bunch of sugar, your your insulin levels soar and then they plummet and you're moodier. You, you don't sleep as well if you're eating crappy food. Mm -hmm. So, of course, the blue zone diet is only one facet of why these people live a long, healthy life, but it's, it's a cornerstone and an important cornerstone. Absolutely. So with the blue zones themselves, so let's take that back now to the actual blue zones, because I know you identified nine common denominators. So can you, however you wanted to walk us through those nine or however you want to take this? Yeah. So yeah, people in blue zones aren't exercising, which is kind of a shock. I love that. I love but, that when you say that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a little disruptive, but if you look at the, the data in the United States, Americans burn fewer than 100 calories a day on average. That's crazy. Engaged in quote unquote exercise. You know, it's a, it's, we aspire to it. We buy expensive gym mm -hmm. packages and fancy machines in our, in our, in our basement or whole gyms. But the fact is we don't use them in blue zones. People are moving every 20 minutes or so because they live in, in communities where every time they go to work or a friend's house or out to eat or to school, it occasions a walk. They have gardens out back. They haven't filled up their homes and their lives with electronic conveniences, so they're still doing things by hand. The result is they're moving every 20 minutes or so and keeping their metabolism high. They eat a peasant diet, plant-based food, greens, whole grains, nuts, tubers, and beans. That's about 95% of what they put in their mouth, but they know how to blend those simple ingredients with herbs and spices and a little bit of olive oil to make these foods taste good. Their life is underpinned with purpose. They actually have vocabulary for purpose. Uh, purpose is one of those things that if you could encapsulate it, it would be a blockbuster drug, but mm -hmm. because marketers can encapsulate it, it doesn't get nearly as much attention as it should. Mm -hmm. And then they live in places where the option to be lonely doesn't exist. Mm. Loneliness shaves about 
eight years off your life expectancy. Mm. And they tend to have committed social circles of friends. Family is more important than it is in most of America. So they have Mm -hmm. that social network. And they, once again, just live in environments where the option to implode into your house, into your electronic device doesn't exist. You're bumping into friends all day long in the street or in cafes or at the place you buy the market. You're expected to show up to religious services. You're expected to show up to festivals and pitch in. And if you're not showing up, somebody's pounding at your door. Mm. So, And then they just live in environments where the healthy choice is the easy choice. And that is the overwhelming. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. headline of this, this half hour talking together, I'll just jump to it right now. Go for it. In places where people live a long time, it's never because those people tried. They, they did not consciously try to, to change their behavior, what we call behavior modification. Mm-hmm. They didn't diet, they didn't exercise, they didn't get involved in positive psychology strategies. And it, no matter where you go in the world where people are living a long time, it's they, people do not pursue health, whether it's mental or physical. Health ensues by living in the correct environment, the correct surroundings. So when we take Blue Zones learning and apply it to people's lives, and, and you know, my main job now is helping cities mm, I love that. become Blue Zones, mm. it, it's, we never go in and try to convince a million people in a city to change their behavior. We change the defaults and set up nudges so people mindlessly move and mindlessly connect physically and mindlessly eat mostly a plant-based diet. And, and the result is better health and higher measurable levels of subjective well-being. So it's an overlooked, counterintuitive thing that works. Oh, you speaking to the choir here, what you've just said really rings true because this wellness industry and the happiness industry and the self-help industry has created this sort of extrinsic kind of thing. I don't know if you know much about my work, but I teach on the mind-brain connection and I've been doing brain research and mind-brain research and neuroscientific research and for 38 years now. And one of the primary things has been, you know, when you're talking now, it's like, that's what I say, get into family, get into purpose, get into connection, change your environment. That's how you as a person change. So it's what you're doing is, that's why I'm such a big fan, because what you're doing is the right way of doing it. You're doing it from the inside out in terms of the person, as opposed to from the outside in, even though you're changing environment, which is external, that environment allows the person to shift internally. Does that make sense? I think that's kind of how I would see what you're doing. Yeah, I think there's an internal shift. But you know that we make, just to give you one example, we make about 220 food decisions a day and over 90% of them are unconscious. Mm. You know, whether or not we salt our food or we reach for the water or the soda or we put hot sauce on or we finish our plate or leave it. So the big opportunity, whether it's our diet or physical health, or I'd even argue our mental health, It's impossible for us to pay attention to everything we do for 14 hours a day every day of our life. If we shape our surroundings the right way, if you make the right kind of friends, you know that if your three best friends are lonely or overweight or drink too much or smoke too much or bitch all the time, Mm -hmm. that is all measurably contagious. Mm -hmm. So rather than try to get you to remember to do positive psychology, remember not to be lonely or remember to eat a plant-based diet or remember to look at the bright side of life, I'd say go out and make 
curate a circle of four or five friends who have these qualities and make them your best friend. And you don't have to think about it anymore. Brilliant. So that's the kind of a blue zone approach as opposed to, you know, the self-help or whatever. Uh, it's brilliant. Feeling stressed, anxious, overwhelmed? You're not alone. In fact, everyone struggles with some level of mental distress. Personally, I struggle with anxiety due to work and family demands. Running a business and being a mom of four is hard work. So, in addition to using and practicing good mental hygiene and my mind management techniques, I was searching for additional help. Then I discovered Feels. Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Their products can naturally help reduce stress, anxiety and pain when coupled with good mind management. It's easy to use. Just place a few drops under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. If you're new to CBD and a little worried or hesitant, Feels offers free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high, hangover or addiction. Feels has me feeling my best every day and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash Dr. Leaf and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash Dr. Leaf to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash Dr. Leaf. The link and offer details will also be in the show notes. One of the things that I've done is look at the whole mind. What is mind? Which is, you know, one of those questions that they say is the hard question. And when you say making it non-conscious, you've actually said something that's so incredibly scientific because our non-conscious mind is pretty much 99% of who we are. So when you consciously change your environment and you immerse yourself in that environment, you actually rewire the way that the non-conscious, not even rewire, you actually change how the non-conscious mind works, then that changes the brain. You've actually described exactly what I've been trying to teach for 35, 38 years in, in the theory that I developed and I've sometimes been swimming upstream. So that's why I get very, very excited about what you're doing because you once you've changed the non-conscious, then that's what people do. It's like when you learn to drive. What you're teaching people is, you know, get create the right environment to learn to drive. Eventually you drive without thinking, but you are thinking, but you're not thinking. And that's what you're doing with the environment. You're teaching people how to drive into the right environment and, you know, get them to do it, that they do it automatically, which it's not, it doesn't mean it's not intelligent. It's very intelligent. It's your non-conscious is very intelligent. So that's really fantastic. Fantastic. So I love the way that you talk about purpose. Can we talk a little bit more about purpose? Because you commented on the fact that if they could turn it into a commodity, it would have made gabillions. <laughs> but it's something that hasn't been made into a commodity, but it's it's number two on your list. Purpose, a sense of purpose activated in your life. Yes. Well, the things that diminish purpose in a society are the notion of retirement, this artificial punctuation between your mm productive life and your life of repose, you know, and, you know, we've been trained in the United States anyway to think that, well, we're going to work hard and then there's mm. going to be a send off and, and that's really the end of our productive. And we go golf or go to Florida and sit on the beach or something mm. like that. In Blue Zones, namely Okinawa, there's actually no word for retirement. So people's ikigai or the reason they wake up in the morning imbues their entire adult life. America here, we're also obsessed with youth. You know, we celebrate youth and the beauty of youth, and that's what we see in advertisements, and it's the aspirational picture marketers paint for us. But in blue zones, it's almost always the older people who are most celebrated, mm. and these are the ones with wisdom. And in blue zones, purpose, you know, if you break down the word purpose, 
or you think about what it means, for most people, it's pursuing a passion. Mm. But the Blue Zone variant of purpose also incorporates the notion of responsibility. Mm. So you're not just off knitting or traveling or painting, that there's always a expectation that you're helping foster along the younger generation or helping your community or mm. pitching in with knowledge on agriculture or, or keeping the food traditions alive. And that's the sort of purpose that really seems to get people up in the morning and keeps the older people taking their meds and staying physically engaged. And, and it's also the type of purpose that really helps the survivability of younger generations. Something called the grandmother effect has shown mm. that families that keep their older aging parents nearby, actually, those kids do better. So it's this virtuous circle that ho- helps a whole population live longer. Mm. Yeah, not just for people who have the purpose, but for people around the people who have that sense of purpose. So that's why I say it's such an a, important idea that's under-celebrated. Mm, it's incredible. I love how you've explained that it's incredible purpose with responsibility. That's just outstanding. I have to just make a little comment about the move naturally. You commented that they move all day long, every 20 minutes, but you also talked about how they sit down on the floor. So they're up and down 30 to 40 times a day. And I thought, that's amazing. I work on the floor. I'm always up and down off the floor. And I thought, yay, I've got you know, validation for, <laughs> for sitting on the Way floor. To <laughs> Way to go. But that's just a whole different view of exercise too, that moving every 20 minutes minutes, which is incredible. You make a comment, your third one is the downshifting. Can you talk about that for at least 15 minutes a day, the downshift concept? Yes. So every time, and I argue it's part of the human condition, but every time you're worried or hurry or stressed out, it triggers the inflammatory response, Mm -hmm. which floods your system with biochemicals that wreak havoc on your arteries, Mm -hmm. shrink your brain, wrinkle your skin crystallize the proteins in your eyes so you're you're less likely to be able to see well when you're older. So that's part of the natural progression mm-hmm. of things, but but you speed it up when you're when you're hurry, worried, or stressed. So, so what people in blue zones have that we've forgotten largely is these sacred daily rituals that reverse stress and the ensuing inflammation. And in Okinawa, it's ancestor veneration, a few minutes remembering who your ancestors were, and that you're not just a point in time, but part of a continuum. The Costa Ricans and the people from Icaria, Greece, they take a nap. Mm -hmm. The Adventists, they're big on saying prayers, Mm -hmm. which slows them down before meals and so forth. And the Sardinians, they're very social. And the notion of kind of a, they don't call it a happy hour, but at five o'clock that you just go outside and you connect with your neighbors and have a glass of wine. That also works for down. But, you know, we tend to, to careen through our day mm. with our financial goals and our, our career aspirations and where the kids need to be driven. And, and, and we forget these very important rituals that keep us from just letting stress completely run our lives. We know that cortisol levels drop when mm. we nap. Cortisol levels drop when we have a little happy hour and a glass of wine. Cortisol levels drop when we're with other people. So these are all things that, once again, marketers can't sell us anything. So you don't hear about them. But the notion of downshifting is 
every bit as powerful as any supplement on the market and probably much more powerful. Now, I totally agree with you. I do clinical trials and I've just written a book, my most recent book. I'm writing another one now, but my most recent book, I have a whole section on thinker moments, which is pretty much the concept of downshifting, but and then the whole science behind it. So when you were speaking there about this, and I've heard you speak about this a few, you know, a few times, it's just vital. It's like I literally had to teach my patients. I don't practice clinically anymore, but I literally had to teach my patients and now I teach it in the conferences and books how to take a 15 minute break in the middle of your day and how to take maybe a couple of seconds every hour because your brain just gets exhausted with your mind moving through it and life, everything you've just said. So that really excited me me that you have emphasized that as well and, and that's kind of high up on the list which is fantastic can you remind me the name of your book please remind us all yeah <laughs> it's called think learn succeed that that's my most recent book that i wrote about thinker moments I'll, I'll i'll send you a copy i love it thank you i'm busy finishing and wait send us all a copy of course everybody listening <laughs> <laughs> absolutely also i'm busy finishing another book now where i'm talking about exactly what you were saying how these when you apply these principles like i've done it a little bit differently but these when you apply these principles of downshifting and purpose and loved ones first all these things that you teach and these environments how that actually changes your cortisol levels, your DHA cortisol, your, even your DNA, everything. So it just I love what you do because it's just it's just so true. It's accurate. It's right. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Okay, so I want to ask you how much of the prolonged longevity factor can be attributed to diet and exercise and how much to social, family and religious engagement? So which would you like if you had to balance or say which one's more than the other? Or can you even say that? How, how would you balance the eating eating, drinking the wine moderately with the whole purpose, spiritual, family, loved ones? How would you balance those? Well, I'm going to answer that two ways. I would say the way people eat in blue zones versus the standard American diet is probably the biggest differential. Mm. But here's where people get it wrong. We tend to look for that one component that is going to make us live longer. But in blue zones, the reason people are living a long time is they eat a plant-based diet and they move every 20 minutes because their life is underpinned by purpose. They have this social network, social circle, which reinforces this way of life. And they live in uh, environments where the healthy choice is the easy choice. And it's not any one of those things, but rather the interconnected mm mutually supportive nature of these things that keep people doing the right things for long enough so they don't develop heart disease and cancers and diabetes and dementia. And the thing is, there is nothing you can do this week or this month or even this year that's going to add years to your life. There's no short-term fix, and we're obsessed with the Mm. short-term fix. You have to do the right thing for decades or to three, four, five decades for it to work. That's why I say forget trying to change your behavior because you're never going to be able to pay attention to something for five decades. Change your environment. Mm. You move to the right neighborhood in the first place where it's walkable and bikeable and you have great neighbors and you can go get easy access to fresh fruit and vegetables and nature. You're done. As opposed to remember, oh, I got to drive out to the park this weekend or I got to drive across the suburb to meet this friend or So, you know, we just think the wrong way when it comes to living longer. 
and being happier. That's amazing. That's I'm actually looking at that little diagram that you have, that little graphic representation with the circle with all the different, the nine different points, and it's in a circle which represents what you're saying now, that there's no one factor that you can isolate out and use that as your quick fix elixir for longevity. It's the interaction of all of them working together over time. And I know as people are listening to me now, they're saying, okay, that's all very well, but this is these are my circumstances. Well, we can also share with them that the next generation will benefit because of that epigenetic factor that things pass through generations. If we can start making a difference now, our children and grandchildren will definitely benefit. Yeah, I believe in epigenetics and that, yes, it's a double reason to make the right changes. But I reject the notion of we can't, my circumstances don't allow me to do the right thing today. And I'll give you two quick examples. Okay, good. If you can answer that, because I know people are going to ask that question. So if you can give us a solution, because that's generally what people will say, you know, they've said it to you already, that you know, there's always excuse. Just because Blue Zone Kitchen, I'm mostly talking about food these days, but the first thing people think I can't afford to eat healthy. Mm. I got to go buy organic, fresh fruits and vegetables. No, I would argue the cheapest and most healthy foods in the world are dirt cheap. Beans, rice, corn tortillas. You put bean and rice or beans and pasta together and some nice spices and herbs, maybe some tomato sauce that cost less than a dollar a serving. And it has more protein than a, than a steak does. When you combine a grain with a bean, you get a whole protein. Mm -hmm. So anybody can afford. People say, I don't have time to cook healthy. Well, the value proposition of eating a blue zone plant-based whole food diet is probably eight years of life expectancy over eating a standard American diet. Mm, If you take those eight years and sprinkle them back through the rest of your life, you have two extra days every single day to stop and cook a meal for for your kids. It's just bad math to think that I don't have time to cook because I agree with you, you don't have time to not cook. Mm-hmm, I agree. Do you struggle to fall asleep? Maybe you find yourself getting more and more headaches. The problem could be coming from your technology. Many studies have shown that exposure to artificial blue light can disrupt sleeping patterns, increase headaches, and can even contribute to increased levels of stress and anxiety by raising cortisol. But don't worry, there is a solution. Blue Blocks glasses. Blue Blocks is the only company that offers blue light filtering lenses backed by the latest science. They also have the largest selection of frames to choose from. And they are the only company that can take your own frames and turn them into Blue Blocks glasses. I love my Blue Blocks glasses and I wear them every day. They have been specially helpful as I work on my new book late at night on my computer. And just for my listeners, Blue Box is offering a 15% off discount with the code LEAF, L-E-A-F, at checkout. The link and details will be in the show notes. And in terms of things like moving, it's easy to move. It's just a decision instead of sitting, stand. I mean, it's, it's basic things. Of your nine points, you can make it work. If people look at those, it's not that difficult to make each of them work, is it? When it comes to moving, number one, for those of your listeners who go to work, one of the best things you can do is learn how to take public transportation. And people sit here, I know they're rolling their eyes right now. <laughs> I don't have time to take the bus. If you learn how to take the bus or the subway, You get four bouts of physical activity every day. 
from your home to the bus stop, from your bus stop to work, and then reverse. Mm. That that lowers your chance of heart disease by about 12%. Mm. And you get more physical activity than the than the fairy tale that you're going to go to the gym every day this That's week. That's so good. So, And then living in a walkable neighborhood. Just living in a, in a place where there are parks nearby, there are safe sidewalks, and there are bite lanes. Everybody in those neighborhoods get about 30% more physical activity than those people living in places where there are no bike lanes and sidewalks and, and maybe great gyms. But once again, nobody makes money off of sidewalks. Mm. Nobody makes money off of bike lanes. So you exactly. don't have them, but you look at the data and the data is overwhelming. They mm. work. That's amazing. So those are very practical things. Dan, I know that you have to go soon. Can I ask you one last question? Yes. If you can explain just a little bit, I know it's a big question, but in terms of what you're doing in cities, you referenced that in the beginning and I've heard you explain it at various interviews you've done, but how you are going now and putting turning cities into blue zone cities. So we only go to cities that invite us. We don't approach cities. And in order for us to work in cities, the mayor, the city council, the CEOs, the superintendent of schools, the police chief, the hospital all have to sign a pledge. And they sign a pledge agreeing to the notion that they are ready for some experts to come in and help change the ecosystem, the environment of a city. So then if they agree, then usually an insurance company or a consortium employers or a hospital system bring us in. And my team works for five years. I have full-time staff. One part of the staff are working with city council to adopt policies that favor healthy food over junk food, favor the pedestrian over the traffic, and favor the non-smoker over the smoker. A second team deploys a Blue Zone certification program for schools, restaurants, grocery stores, workplaces, and churches. We can usually get 30% of all those places to make some changes to make the healthy choice the easy choice. And then a third team gets 15% of individuals to optimize their homes and to rethink their social networks, their social environment, so that they're mindlessly hanging out with, with healthier people. So, so once again, if you'll notice, we're not trying mm. to convince people to do anything. We change the defaults and the set up nudges citywide. So the healthy choice is not just the easy choice, but it's the unavoidable choice. And with, without exception, we see Obesity rates dropping in those cities, people reporting higher levels of subjective well-being and life satisfaction. And it's not because they're on diets or because we make them feel guilty or because we give them money for changing their behaviors. We just make it easier for them. I love that. You make it easier for them. You change the environment so that they can actually start living in a blue zone and make their life a blue zone life. That's incredible. That's right. I love that. Where can people find out more about you, your work, and get your books? Well, Amazon.com, the Blue Zone Kitchen, is, is now in its 10th week on the New York Times bestselling list. Congratulations. Thank you very much. At BlueZones.com, we have our tools where you can calculate your life expectancy and free recipes. And then I love interacting with people on our Blue Zones Instagram. You just go to Instagram, mm. put in Blue Zones, and there, there we are. So anyone, and I love making new friends. So appreciate the introduction to your disciples. Oh, I have such a great audience. They're amazing. And I know that there's one question they're going to love. I've got to ask you this last very quick one. What is your favorite recipe from the Blue Zone Kitchen? And I know you're going to answer all of them, but choose one. 
<laughs> I met the longest of family in the history of the world. Nine siblings, collective age, 861 years. They ate the same minestrone soup every day of their life. Oh. It's called the Melise Minestrone. It's in the Sardinia section. So the book is National Geographic Photography. Mm-hmm. And I collected 20 recipes from each of the blue zones, Italian, Asian, Latin American, American, Greek. And the recipes are all quick to make, easy to make. They're all plant-based. And the most important ingredient they all possess is taste. They're all delicious. Mm, I love that. So... I love uh, try that. the Melise Minestrone. I'm going to do that. That is my husband's favorite soup. So I'm going to be making that for dinner. So thank you so much. That's, you're fantastic. And what you're doing is fantastic. And I'll definitely would love to invite you to come back again and just share more because I feel like we've just touched the tip of the iceberg. Well, it was a delight to talk to you. And it's nice meeting you and all your friends out there. And as they say in Sardinia, a Kentanos, which uh, means I'll see you when you're 100. Oh, I love that. I'll see you when you're 100 too. <laughs> Hopefully we'll talk before that though. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. That was fantastic. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks, Dan. Bye. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.